This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, August 31st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Slew of bills spiral out of Senate. Freezing H-2A wages has wide impact and Korea concerned with Inflation Reduction Act. Bills funneling through the Senate. Today marks the final lap for the legislature as lawmakers wrap up the 2022 session. Dozens of bills related to agriculture have been spinning through debates on the floor of each House and pop-up policy committee hearings. Notably, the Senate approved AB 2201 to add more regulatory review of groundwater well applications. Republican Senator Jim Nielsen of Winters offered amendments to the bill, arguing the state has limited surface and groundwater supplies without creating additional storage. Democrats swiftly voted down the amendments and approved the measure. Soon afterward, senators approved a ban on the use of neonicotinoids in home gardens, along with new worker protections for extreme heat and wildfire smoke and new notification requirements for H-2A guest workers, which farm groups say still has flaws even after recent amendments. The same session approved a mandate for recycling of thoroughform containers and environmental justice and tribal seats at the water board. And the assembly is busy, too. It passed a measure that would require companies to publicly disclose pay data to identify disparities on gender, ethnicity, and race. The assembly also shot down a measure calling for more urban water conservation. Several lawmakers argued dropping the standard from 50 to 42 gallons per capita per day would hurt the quality of life, and some reiterated calls for building more water storage. You can read about the latest on a card check bill in the AgriPulse West newsletter hitting inboxes later this morning. White House Port Envoy visits Oakland and Ag Exporters. Stephen Lyons, the White House Port and Supply Chain Envoy, toured the Port of Oakland this week. He met with port and maritime officials to discuss solutions to enable more goods movement through the seaport. Lyons promised to find ways to stabilize the supply chain and restore confidence in the system. Danny Wan, who oversees the port, added that Oakland has been the decades-long port of choice for agricultural exporters, but needs its full complement of services restored. Lyons also met ag exporters, importers, and terminal operators who complained of overflowing warehouses, a lack of labor, equipment shortages, few vessels, and slow goods movement. Freezing wage rates for H-2A workers could also affect domestic employees, according to ERS. Freezing the wage rate paid to farm workers in the U.S. under the H-2A program could encourage a faster expansion of the program and may reduce the wages of the U.S. domestic workers who account for 90% of average employment on U.S. crop farms, the Economic Research Service said in a report released yesterday. The Farm Workforce Modernization Act that passed the House in March of 21 proposed a freeze of the adverse effect wage rate for one year. 
ERS estimated that would reduce wage costs by $140 million a year for H-2A workers and $29 million a year for the more than 50,000 U.S. domestic workers and corresponding employment on farms with H-2A workers who must be paid the same AEWR. The report found that the labor contractor's share of H-2A jobs has been increasing. FLCs accounted for 44% of H-2A jobs certified in the FY 2020 and accounted for most H-2A jobs in Florida and California, ERS said. Many FLCs are large. Of the top 10 H-2A employers, six were FLCs. Vilsack offers flavor of upcoming climate smart funding announcements. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says the handful of funding recipients for the USDA Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities program he announced Tuesday should provide a framework for a broader rollout in two weeks. Speaking at the Farm Progress Show, Vilsack highlighted three particular projects set to receive funding. A University of Missouri project focused on implementing and incentivizing climate smart practices on crop and livestock operations in the state. A South Dakota State University application aimed at bolstering beef and bison climate smart meat markets in the state. And an Iowa soybean partnership to drive more participation in certain production practices throughout the Midwest. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. South Korea has concerns over Inflation Reduction Act. It's not clear how upset South Korea is over a provision in the Inflation Reduction Act that would give tax credits for electric vehicles made in the U.S., but the Office of U.S. Trade Representatives said yesterday that the Asian country's concerns are being discussed. Deputy USTR Sarah Bianchi met uh, yesterday with South Korea's Deputy Trade Minister. The two discussed Korea's concerns with elements of the IRA, the agency said in a readout of the meeting. European Union has warned the U.S. that it believes the tax credits would break the World Trade Organization rules. Senators urge EPA not to add RFS electrification pathway for biogas. A group of Democratic senators are cautioning the Environmental Protection Agency against providing new electrification pathways under the Renewable Fuel Standard for methane biogas from concentrated animal feeding operations, or CAFOs. That amid the agency's reported interest in allowing power derived from renewable biomass to qualify for credits through the program. Five senators, including Cory Booker of New Jersey, Kirsten Gillibrand of New York, Bernie Sanders of Vermont, Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, and Edward Markey of Massachusetts, sending a letter to EPA Administrator Michael Regan last Wednesday expressing concerns that allowing CAFO-produced biogas into the program could worsen pollution. Decarbonizing our transportation sector requires widespread adoption of electric vehicles paired with ambitious expansion of clean energy used to charge these EVs, they said in the letter. Linking EV initiatives with a new subsidy for dirty electricity from factory farming would be a massive step in the wrong direction. We urge you not to provide any RFS electrification pathway for methane biogas from CAFOs. NRCS urged to fill agroforestry post. 
A number of conservation groups are calling on the Natural Resources Conservation Service to fill the vacant position of National Agroforester. Within agriculture, agroforestry stands out as a largely untapped but key climate solution, the groups say, in a letter today to NRCS Chief Terry Cosby. Filling the post based in Lincoln, Nebraska, quote, will help meet NRCS training needs and producer demand and ensure that NRCS conservation practice standards and payment scenarios are reflective of on-the-ground implementation of agroforestry, the letter reads. Here's today's She Said It. When you come for our kids and our goals, it gets real, really fast. That an anonymous caller who frequently comments in committee hearings at the legislature and was upset about a provision in a budget trailer bill on goat herders. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, August 31st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.